Well, hello and welcome to the Jazz Focus. My name is John Clark and thank you for joining us yet again for this little tour down the highways and byways of jazz recorded history. Today we're going to be listening to the music of Sidney Bechet, and this is actually the second of two uh, shows I'm doing on his RCA Victor recordings from 1940 and 41. He had a very productive, prolific period during that year and a half, two year period, uh, where he was under contract to that company. It was after he had uh, left the employ of some of the big bands like Noble Sissel and had uh, been playing in various parts of New York and uh, at a club in Fonda, New York for several years. And he had evolved a kind of a repertoire for himself that balanced original compositions of his own with some traditional New Orleans and 1920s tunes with also a leavening of some popular tunes and some jazz standards by Duke Ellington, among others. And uh, we're going to be hearing quite a few of those coming up today. Today we're going to be focusing more on some of the smaller band recordings, although all of these are small band recordings, I suppose. Uh, the first show that I did, which was a radio show on WETF, which will be showing up on this station in a little while, was uh, based on the larger band uh, recordings that he did under the title of the New Orleans Feet Warmers. And these were recordings that had a full front line, trumpet, trombone, uh, clarinet, and sometimes a saxophone in there as well. And uh, they involved a good deal of organization and arranging, and presumably it was Bechet who did the arranging, although he was known not to really be able to read music or write it for that matter. So he used his musical intellect and memory to create some very complicated arrangements, which you can hear on that other program. This program, we're going to uh, feature uh, some of the more loose recordings, I guess you'd have to say, featuring him with a trumpet player. Uh, there might be a third program where it's just Bechet and a rhythm section. All of these done for RCA Victor uh, in New York City, with one exception, uh, done in uh, uh, Chicago, but they were all done between uh, the early months of 1940 and the late months of 1941. Presumably these recordings sold well enough that uh, RCA kept uh, making them and issuing them. He had a, a Bechet did a, a contract for a couple of years that obviously uh, was dependent on him recording and they're issuing a certain number of sides. And uh, we have quite a, a, an interesting discography that comes from this period. We're going to start with the session uh, from September 6th of 1940, which Bechet did when he was visiting Chicago. I think he may have actually gone to Chicago specifically for this session. It was done as uh, a memorial session for Bechet's contemporary, Johnny Dodds, the great New Orleans clarinet player who recorded so prolifically in the 20s and into the 30s. Uh, he had just died of a, a stroke or heart attack uh, not too long before, and this was conceived of as kind of a, uh, a memorial for him. In fact, his brother, Baby Dodds, plays drums on here. Also in the band, we're going to hear uh, John Lindsay on bass, who had, uh, of course, played in Chicago for many years. He had been on the original Jellero Morton uh, sides from, from about 1926 and 27. He was from New Orleans, also played trombone, but here, of course, just bass. And we're going to hear another Chicago denizen, Earl Hines, on piano. He was leading his own band at the Grand Terrace at the time. And then from the Duke Ellington Band, we're going to hear Rex Stewart on cornet. The Ellington Band was uh, in Chicago at the time. So this was the uh, band that we're going to hear with the addition of a vocalist, Ellington's singer at the time, Herb Jeffries, who will be singing on one number. We're going to start out with a tune called Blues for You, Johnny, which is kind of a maudlin little thing uh, that features Herb Jeffries, but has some uh, really superb 
Sidney uh, Bechet on soprano sax. And then we're going to go to the Fats Waller tune, Ain't Misbehavin'. And then the Don Redmond tune, Save It Pretty Mama. And then the Duke Ellington tune, Stompy Jones. Those four tunes which will be coming up, uh, all from Sidney Bechet and his New Orleans feet warmers on that date. We may slip in another one after that. We'll see how it goes. But that will be our first set coming up with our tribute to Sidney Bechet.
So there we have most of the results of the session in Chicago of September 6, 1940. Sidney Bechet and his New Orleans feet warmers. We started out with a maudlin tune called Blues for You, Johnny, which I think Bechet wrote, or wrote in part uh, in tribute to Johnny Dodds. He uh, had a habit of writing tunes that uh, tended to be very overly sentimental, as opposed to his jazzy tunes, which were very march-like and, and very upbeat. Uh, we heard Herb Jeffries singing the words there, and Baby Dodds, Johnny's brother, playing the press rolls behind him. Have to wonder what he was thinking at that time. Also, Rick Stewart on cornet, doing some of the wonderful half-valve effects that he was uh, renowned for, having played with Louis Russell and uh, uh, Duke Ellington's band in the 1930s. He'd stay with Ellington for another three or four years, actually four or five years uh, after this. We heard Earl Hines on piano, and uh, he was at the peak of his powers as well, as we heard in his solos on that tune and all the other ones in this session. And he and Bechet and... Um, uh, Dod, Baby Dodds recorded a trio number called Blues and Thirds, which I'm going to include on my next uh, Sidney Bechet tribute coming up. So after that Blues for You, Johnny, which featured Bechet on clarinet, I think I had said soprano sax, but definitely clarinet there, uh, then we went on to Ain't Misbehavin', the Fats Waller tune, which uh, had Bechet back on soprano, and then Save It Pretty Mama, featuring them on both, on uh, some very good trades and uh, efforts by Rex Stewart. And he, Rex Stewart, shines even more on the next tune, the Ellington tune Stompy Jones, which, of course, he was playing regularly. Uh, some very fast fingering on there, um, and some trades with Bechet as well. Then we finished up with an instrumental version of Blues for You, Johnny, which was not released at the time. It's kind of an indefinite ending there, uh, which may have been responsible for that, but it was a little more up-tempo and was not uh, freighted with the words, so it had a, a kind of a nice quality to it. It was actually a nice tune itself. We're going to go on to the next uh, session, uh, actually a couple of sessions down the road for the New Orleans Feet Warmers. As I said, uh, the first podcast, which was a radio show on WETF, we talked about some of the big band or larger band uh, recordings done under this series, and some of which feature Red Allen, Sydney to Paris, J.C. Higginbottom, uh, Cliff Jackson, uh, Sandy Williams, lots of, lots of fine horn players. But we're featuring the, the more intimate groups here. So we're going to go to September 13th, 1941, back to uh, New York in this case, and featuring a more swingy lineup. Uh, although, having said that, we have Willie the Lion Smith on piano, the great stride pianist, who uh, really was kind of a different uh, cut of human being. Very interesting fellow. Read his autobiography to get his take on life. Excellent pianist, though, uh, who used some very impressionistic harmonies in his work. And also in the front line, we have Charlie Shavers, a great trumpet player, who at the time was only 21 years old. He started out as a teenager, uh, although I think he backdated his, his birthday a little bit to make it seem like he was older than he was. Uh, he was playing with uh, and recording with John Kirby's band by 1937. He was also one of their arrangers, really remarkable trumpet player and musician. We're going to hear him with Bechet and Willie the Lion Smith and Everett Barksdale on guitar. He was playing regularly with Bechet's various small groups around New York City. Wellman Bro, the uh, New Orleans bass player who had left Duke Ellington four or five years earlier. Manzi Johnson on drums, who had recorded with Bechet in the Panazier sessions and some other ones as well. Uh, there is a trio of Bechet, uh, Willie the Lion, and Everett Barksdale who recorded 
two numbers, and again, they're going to be on our next podcast. But on this one, we are going to hear the Will Marion Cook tune, uh, usually associated with Bix Beiderbecke, called I'm Coming Virginia, featuring a kind of a jogging performance uh, with great lead playing by Bechet. Bechet really took the lead on most of these recordings and let Charlie Shavers play background and harmonies and so forth, and it worked remarkably well, better so than it did with many trumpet players. After that, we have a 1920s tune from about 1921, actually, called the Limehouse Blues. Nice up-tempo romper for Bechet. One of Bechet's own tunes, one of the more successful tunes he did, I would say, called Georgia Cabin. And then we're going to finish off with the Texas Moner Blues, which uh, had been recorded, I think, by Bechet in the Clarence Williams Blue Five, or rather the um, Red Onion Jazz Babies in 1924. And that will feature Bechet's sole outing on clarinet for this session. So those are our tunes coming up. I'm coming Virginia, the Limehouse Blues, Georgia Cabin, and Texas Moner Blues.
So when Bechet recorded with that larger band, as I mentioned, it tended to be more either originals or earlier style jazz tunes, and his playing was probably a little bit more in the traditional vein. On these recordings, where he is relatively unfettered uh, by ensemble considerations, he sounds a lot more modern, a lot more swing-oriented, uh, as his uh, frontline partner, Charlie Shavers, was, certainly. We started out on that September 13th, 1941 session with I'm Coming Virginia, faster version than we're used to hearing with some jazz bands, but some good interplay between the two horns, as well as fine solos uh, around by Willie the Lion Smith on piano. Then we went to a, a, a Bechet showpiece. Every session had to have a, a fast uh, something for him on soprano sax, and Limehouse Blues fit the bill on this one. Then Georgia Cabin, an interesting kind of impressionistic piece that Bechet wrote, one of his more successful forays into songwriting. Uh, and then we finished off with the blues, Texas Moner Blues, featuring clarinet and soprano saxophone on that. And as I said, Bechet had recorded that with Clarence Williams' Blue Five in 1924 with Louis Armstrong. Uh, another recording by the Red Onion Jazz Babies and Alberta Hunter actually featured Buster Bailey rather than Bechet. But you get a sense of his more traditional style repertoire and how uh, adept he was at uh, plumbing the uh, intricacies of the blues expression. Uh, he could play the blues like no other. So we're going to go on to one more session with exactly the same band, except instead of uh, Manzi Johnson on drums, we're going to hear the great Sid Catlett on drums for this one. And we're going to hear five tunes from this session, which occurred on October 24th of 1941, represented the swan song of Bechet on RCA Victor's uh, uh, contract must have run out, and this was right before the recording ban as well, so this uh, uh, capped off a very successful almost two-year period of recordings, a very good body of recordings, which, as I said, we will explore in one more podcast coming up. So the tunes we're going to hear here, again, featuring Charlie Shaver, Sidney Bechet, Willie Lyon-Smith, Everett Barksdale, Wellman Bro, and now Sid Catlett, are the venerable 12th Street Rag by Uday Bowman. Um, this was recorded, of course, by Louis Armstrong's Hot 7. Usually it was done as kind of a comedy novelty number, but here it's taken as a straight jazz piece. Then an, another Ellington tune, Mood Indigo, which uh, in some ways I think exceeds the original. Some beautiful clarinet playing on here. Then a uh, what is usually a clarinet showpiece here done on soprano, Rose Room by Art Hickman. And then two standards, Lady Be Good by George Gershwin and What Is This Thing Called Love by Cole Porter. Uh, all five of these recorded on October 24th, 1941 in New York City for RCA Victor by Sidney Bechet and his New Orleans Feet Warmers. Thank you. 
I have to admit, when I started listening to this type of music, probably in high school, and I discovered these sides, I was not crazy about these particular recording sessions. I was more interested in the traditional repertoire and uh, the more traditional approach, but as the years have passed, these have grown on me. They're very musical sides, these two sessions, with Charlie Shavers especially. We started out with the 12th Street Rag, a very boisterous version of a, a, a tune that was considered kind of corny even in 1941, uh, before moving on to Mood Indigo, which featured some lovely guitar accompaniment by Everett Barksdale, and also some of the nice impressionistic harmonies of Willie the Lion Smith. We'll be hearing more of both of them in the next podcast with the uh, trio sides that will be coming up. Then we went to Rose Room, a nice little jog through that standard tune that had been uh, recorded so much by Benny Goodman. Also, Barney Begard was featured on that with the Duke Ellington Band and Willie, Willie Smith uh, on clarinet with the Jimmy Lunsford Band. And, of course, Ellington had recast that as In a Melotone. Following that, we heard Old Lady Be Good, uh, the Gershwin tune from about 1922. Here done in a nice up-tempo romp with riffs and a very uh, up-to-date swing-era treatment. And then we ended up with that very placid version of what is this thing called love, uh, done in a lamenting style. Uh, Cole Porter really, I think, uh, wrote this tune in that style. Usually it's played up-tempo by jazz players, but here it has that very caressing quality that Charlie Shavers in particular brought to his playing, and the interplay between Shavers and Bechet was really uh, excellent uh, on these sessions. So I hope you've enjoyed these, this program and the one to come and the one in the past uh, of all these Sidney Bechet recordings uh, from the 1940 to 41 period. As I said, we're going to have one more podcast featuring Bechet as the only horn uh, on some of the uh, tunes that were uh, recorded at the end of these sessions, as well as one full session for RCA Victor, his first, in fact, that uh, was just him in a uh, rhythm section, and also some of his first recordings for Blue Note records that were uh, done at the same time, and they all feature extensive uh, contributions by Bechet on either clarinet or soprano sax, or sometimes both. So you've been listening to The Jazz Focus. Hope you've enjoyed this program. My name is John Clark. If you'd like to sponsor us and support us and encourage us, we heartily uh, encourage your encouragement. So if you'd like to hit that little button uh, wherever it is on your browser in order to become our sponsors on a sustaining basis or a one-time basis, we would love to have you as a member of the family. So thank you, and I'll see you on the other side.